Welcome to Passionate and Prosperous, the only podcast about creating success in your life and business by using your voice, gifts, and skills to do the work that lights you up, make money, and have massive impact in the world. This show teaches coaches, creatives, and service-oriented human beings how to trust in yourself and leverage your unique message, experience, and expertise to attract your ideal audience, create clients, and organically build your soul-aligned business. I'm your host, mindset and business strategy coach, Stacey Brass Russell, and I can't wait to help you to set yourself up for success and use your passion to create the prosperous life and business that you truly desire. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Passionate and Prosperous. Today, we are going to be doing a little bit of mindset work. So hold on to your minds <laughs> and uh, get ready to just really think a little bit about how you think. Before we dive in, I do want to mention that if you happen to be listening to this episode on the day it comes out, which it's going to be releasing on Wednesday, July 5th, 2023, if you're listening today and you forgot for some reason to register for From Free to Fee, our summer six-week course on how to create and deliver high-converting free events that lead to paying clients. There's still time. You can register. You can join us live today, or you can get today's replay and start joining us live next week. But this is a six-week course that I put together because I built my entire business. I mean, like a business that is, you know, is a very robust business that has brought in over a million dollars since I started it uh, five years ago um, completely by doing free events, free workshops, free talks, free challenges, free trainings that then have led to people enrolling in my group programs, working with me one-on-one. This is literally how I have grown my entire business, organically by showing up and delivering valuable, transformational, experiential content that gives people a way of connecting with me, of really receiving value, of seeing my coaching and teaching style uh, hearing my philosophy, my thoughts, you know, on things, um, and then feeling like they're ready to work with me because they trust me because they got to experience that. So I know that this is a business model that works. And that's why for the first time ever, I've actually put together a course just to teach you how to do this. Not only the, the talk or the event or the challenge or whatever itself, but this is the big key. This is why it's a six-week course. Um, how to get people to enroll in your stuff. So how to like grow your audience and attract people to come to your stuff. And then what to do after. Because I know that a lot of people who do these kinds of things, right? Because you see other people doing it, challenges, workshops, talks, whatever. Um, one thing that happens is they get really let down and disappointed because they you put all this time and energy and effort and focus into creating something and then you don't get an outcome, right? Like there's no one uh, signing up. There's no one um, saying yes to your offer. There's nobody, um, you know, booking a discovery call or whatever your outcome is that you desire. And it can be a really big letdown. And I know why this happens. And that's what I'm going to be 
teaching in the course. So if you're listening to this, really, to be honest with you, anytime in, you know, uh, in, in, in July, if you want to hop in and catch up with the replays and then be with us, this is running until August 9th. Um, it's going to be super high value worksheets, templates, all kinds of things that you need. Um, and of course, me, the one teaching it and giving it to you. So anyway, that's my little like just want to make sure that I put that out there one more time for you. Um, and uh, if you want to be with us, you can. OK, now let's dive in to the episode topic of today, which is why do human beings talk so much about what they don't want or what they don't like instead of what they want or what they would like? And I'm even going to like add into that, like, why do human beings talk so much about like what they are not, like what I'm not? Oh, I'm not that. I'm not this. I'm not that rather than just completely owning what you are. And the reason why this uh, episode is happening is because, as always, when I get into a like a, you know, when I'm in a lot of conversations and when I say conversations, I don't only mean discovery calls, although that is sometimes a big part of it. But when I'm leading my trainings and my workshops, which in the last few weeks, I've done a lot of stuff. I've put a lot out into the world. Um, when I'm in conversation with people, sometimes it can be my clients, sometimes it's potential clients, um, sometimes it's those people, you know, that have come to my event and then want to talk to me. And then also when I'm in my community, like to be honest, like, like the community that I'm in, like I'm in masterminds and, you know, programs with other um multiple six, seven figure entrepreneurs. Um, and it's a really interesting thing when I'm really listening to people and I hear people framing that their desires are really around what they don't want. And I see it. So, so the reason I'm saying like, even in these like high level masterminds is because I, I, I think that like the human brain, and you've heard me talk about this before, is so wired to be attracted to like negative. It's so wired to focus on suffering, struggle, pain, um, negativity that, and I'm not saying that everyone's walking around negative. Like it's not like everyone's like a negative Nelly or something. Right. But I'm just saying this is our brain. It's just like the lens or it's like the, it's the positioning, right. That our brains just default to. And I talk a lot about human brains and the default settings of the human brain. And one of the things that I find the most fascinating is our proclivity to sit and just tell ourselves and everyone around us. And that means also the universe. Because if you're telling yourself or other people around you anything, guess who you're also telling? The universe. What we don't want. And I'm not saying that I've never done it or that I never do it. But what I will say is that I think I do it way, 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 way less than I might have done it um, 
earlier in my life before I became a transformational expert, uh, <laughs> a mindset expert, um, you know, a human brain, like fascinated with the human brain. And I will just add like a positivity expert and an optimism expert, right? I think I've always been an optimism, positivity, sort of like leaning person. And I don't mean fake positivity or fake optimism, or sometimes people call it like toxic positivity um, or like forced optimism. I'm not talking about that. But I think I've always, I think I built up and I've talked about this a little bit, like about my life right? I think I even did an episode where I talked about how, because I was in Annie for two years, the most optimistic show in the world. I mean, like the subtle come out tomorrow couldn't be a more optimistic song. I think like, because I listened to that for two years and, you know, like was in that environment that had to do something to my brain. Right. But, but then in addition to that, like, you know, even being someone who like lost my father when I was 19 unexpectedly. And like, I am not going to say that my family fared very well <laughs> after that, like shit fell apart. Um, somehow I've always managed to like, you know, be resilient and, you know, believe that things were going to work out, um, all of that. So I do have some, I do believe that some of us have like a natural tendency toward some of that positivity. But overall, I think that unless we train the brain, like unless we become like conscious and aware, we're much more likely to just really fall into that, like knowing what we don't want, knowing what we don't like, knowing what we, what we're, what we don't want to be, knowing what we're not, right? And then not putting the same amount of energy into declaring what we like or what we want or what does work or what's going well or what we are, right? Declaring what we are rather than being so interested in, 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 in what we're not. And the, the what we're not is in two different directions. One is that self-deprecating thing where we, or, you know, or that self-attacking thing where we're so clear on like all the things that we're not good at or that, you know, that we're not, we're not cool, we're not, you know, fancy, we're not this, we're not that, right? And that's like the shit we tell ourselves. And then there's this other part, which is like when we declare what we're not, in comparison to others, because we're more concerned with everyone like knowing like what we're not. And I'll give you an example. For example, um, there was there's a woman who was in the mastermind that I used to be in. Um, and, you know, in the mastermind, there were a lot of uh, women working on trying to make big businesses, like, you know, make multiple six, seven figures. A lot of them coaches who were able to, you know, um, uh, do their business by uh, creating like what I do, events, ex experiential events and whatever. And, and this woman in the mastermind, I felt like she spent so much time pointing out how different she was than everyone else. And it was her way of saying that that she either that she didn't fit in or to justify 
or, you know, that like she wasn't going to do things the same way because she wasn't the same as us. So like this, like, I'm not a coach. I'm not of this. I'm not of that. So it's just really interesting how this is just the way the human brain like wants to direct itself if it's left <laughs> unattended. Right. If it's like if it's left to its own devices. And so I'm really fascinated with this. I'm really, really fascinated with this. And, you know, I I do feel that I've gotten pretty good at catching myself, you know, when I'm when I go down the road, down the road of the like, I don't like that. I don't want it like this. Well, this is what I don't like. I don't want to have my business like this. I don't want to do things this way. I don't want to do things that way. Right. And it comes up a lot. And now we're going to shift into like, look, this goes for life and business, um, but it comes up a lot in the business realm, especially nowadays, because I work with you, <laughs> a lot of you listening and people like you, right? So I work with coaches and, and creatives and service-based entrepreneurs and, you know, heart-centered leaders and visionaries um, who you know, are not attracted to doing business in these kind of old school bro marketing masculine ways, right? And don't want to, and don't like the, the those sales tech tactics, right? Um, and, and don't like to be on the receiving end of, you know, cold DMs and, and, and annoying pitches and people asking you ridiculous questions that they have no business asking you, like sending you a message on social media and asking you like how your business is going. And you're like, who the fuck are you? Like, why would I talk to you about my, like, what? Why would I tell you anything about my business? I don't even know who you are, right? Or asking you why you started your business. And I'm like, again, no time, bro. Why are you asking me that? Um, and then getting, you know, I call it like people vomiting their pitch on you, um, pushy sales, you know, stuff, um, or even have been on the receiving end of a discovery or sales call with someone. And then when they, when you've said, right, like, so this can be your experience when you've been on a call with someone and you've said, okay, well, you know, I, I need to think about it or even like, no, thank you. It's not for me. And then having that person on the other end get really pushy, um, you know, like try to sort of bully you or shame you into like, why aren't you, why can't you make this empowered decision for yourself and whatever. All of that shit leads to you knowing what you don't like about selling. This is a big part of business, what you don't like. Right. And then, and then it's really easy to just keep thinking about that and keep dwelling on that and like focus all of your energy on like that as if that's the only way instead of instead of deciding what you do like because <laughs> you have to like something right i mean you if you want to have a business and you want to have clients and make money you have to you have to like some way of doing business right so when you're fixated on all the things you don't like and knowing how you don't want to do your business how you don't want to do it great it's good. I say, get it out, get it out. But then at some point you have to start just fucking forgetting about that and just going, but what do you want to do? What do you like? You, we know what you don't want to do, but what do you want to do? Because you got to do something, right? And I think that we can look for this and see this in many different areas of our businesses and also in many different areas of our lives. 
And I was thinking about how one of the first, I think one of the first times I ever really like put into play or practice this sort of idea of stopping focusing on what I don't like and what I don't want was when I was in the dating world. And, you know, I was, I was doing all of this dating, (laughs) like as much dating as possible. I was like, clock is ticking. I'm turning, you know, I was like turning 40 and I was single and, and it was in the early stages of internet dating. You've heard me talk about this before, but I was also like, set me up. I wanted any, I was like, set me up. Anyone who I ever (laughs) spoke with, I was like, do you have anyone? Set me up. So I was in like a heavy dating mode. And, and I remember getting to the point where I was having so many bad dating experiences that I was fixated on. It was like, I was, it was giving me like a list of all the things that were not good. And right. It was giving me the list of what I didn't want. So every time I went on a date, I got to add something to the list. It was almost like, oh, right. Okay. I guess I have to know that that's a red flag or that I don't want that. And I don't right. And I realized that I was getting to the point where my list of what I didn't want and didn't like was getting more clear to me and bigger and longer than the list that I had taken the time to write of what I did want, you know? And so it was easy for me to know what I didn't want. And it was less easy for me to know what I did want. And now we're going to get to why. Why do we why do we shy away from saying what we want or declaring it or really focusing on it and getting really clear on it? Well, I can tell you from the dating time, it was a little bit of fear that it wasn't, that I would never get it. It was almost like, you know, I don't want to paint this picture of this like perfect person or this like Prince Charming because maybe I don't even believe that it exists coupled with all of the people around me, not everyone, but enough people who were kind of saying beggars can't be choosers. Meaning, hey, you're like, you're getting up there and there are less people out there. And maybe you're not realizing that people are set in their ways and people are at your age or more like defined of who they are. And maybe you have to compromise or maybe you can't be so picky or maybe, right? And this is all the shit that was coming at me then. And then when I think about now, right, I'm going to be 55 in August and I have a business and I have people that work for me or with me, right? I don't like to say for me, but people that I pay. So they kind of work for me. (laughs) They work with me. Um, People on my team, right? And, And people that I pay, right? Like to be my coach and mentor. Um, and you know, like, so, so I invest and, and I pay people and, you know, even in that dynamic, right. I am married. I did actually, just so you know, I did find my perfect person. I did find the person who checked every single box, but we're going to get to how that happened. That was when I made the shift from like what I don't want to what I do want. And, and I'll, we're going to talk more specifically about that later, but for right now, I'm just kind of like, giving you the setup. Um, But, you know, so even now in business where I am now, it's still really easy and important, you know, or easy to fall into like knowing what I don't want instead of 
going, okay, well, I'm going to going to say what I want and I'm going to believe that that it's out there, that it exists, right? Um, so I do think that this is kind of like a way that the human brain defaults and we're going to talk about maybe why, you know, because human brains are science, emotions, feelings, thoughts. Yeah, some of it is subjective and just really is really specific to the individual and to, you know, the experience that you're, you know, that you are having the perfect combination of who you are and what's going on in your world causes, you know, creates emotions and feelings that may not be totally science. Is the heart scientific? I don't know. Um, but we do know that there are some things about the way the brain works. Like there's, you know, neuroscience for a reason. All right. Um, so what I want to first of all talk about is like, what is the, what's the bad thing about, about only, oh, 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 I know I want to talk about this other thing. So there's like this one woman who was in my mastermind, like, like really focused on like how she was not what everyone else was. And then I went to this other mastermind this last week. <laughs> it sounds like all I do is go to masterminds, but no, I, I mean, when you're like a, at a certain point in your business, like you want to be in like these kind of, you know, environments, they're like think tanks. It's like putting yourself in rooms with other people. It's so important for your growth and just to also, instead of like looking on social media, which we're also going to talk a little more about, instead of looking from a distance or from the outside at what other people are doing, where you're just making shit up. You're looking from the outside at what other people are doing and you're making up how it's going. You're making up how successful they are, how easy it is for them, how much money they have, how they have to do nothing and it's and you're over here and it's so hard for you. This is what happens when you don't put yourself in communities, environments, and rooms with other people where the intention for everyone is to be transparent <laughs> and to share and to learn from each other, right? But when you're not in those environments and you're just being a loner and you're just like out there and you're like, I have to be by myself. I don't have money to invest that, you know, whatever your story is. All right. And you're putting yourself on the outside looking in. The problem is that you don't get to learn anything and you don't get to like hear from other people and you don't get to, you know, really find out the real deal, which you would find out if you put yourself in the room. There's a problem with that because then you're just in a made up world of your own, like, you know, over here thinking that like you suck and everyone else is awesome. So when I go in masterminds, it's because I know this and I know that that putting myself in the room is the best place for me to be rather than looking in from the outside. Because when you look in from the outside, right, what's that movie? The movie where there's like outside and it's snowing and looking in and everything's so awesome. I, there's, you know what, there's probably scenes in many movies like that. So I don't know which one it is. There's probably a lot like that. Um, who wants to be that? Who wants to be looking from the outside to on the inside and thinking that everyone else is having like the best time? And when you go in the room, you find out, well, they might be having some of the best time, but they also are willing to talk to you about like what the fuck they're doing, what isn't going, you know, what doesn't work or what they've tried, what they've tested, you know, what is working, what's that work, all that stuff, right? So that's why I do it. Okay. So anyway, so I was in this like mastermind and uh, one of the women who has this like 
she just like blew me away. She was 25 and has multiple seven figure business. Um, she was just like, I mean, I was just like in awe of her like presence and, and, and maturity and brilliance. But anyway, what was really interesting was she, when she had her, like, you know, when you do a group experience like that, it's like everyone gets what they call like a hot seat, you know, so like everyone gets their time where they can like, you know, uh, share what's going on in their business and ask questions and have feedback from everybody. That's what a mastermind really is supposed to be. And, um, and so her thing was about team and was about like, uh, you know, she was at a, a critical point of like bringing on some more team members and just about like finding the right fit and, and all this stuff. And even though I'm not, you know, bringing on like a fractional CFO or whatever to my business, you know, I did feel that I had something to offer from my own experience, which was, um, again, like there was almost what I could feel from her was almost this feeling of like, like, uh, feeling, um, ashamed, not ashamed, feeling like she couldn't really say what she wanted in the other person because it might sound like it was too demanding or not, you know what I mean? Like, like she, you know, like who she wanted, would have certain qualities and be a certain kind of person and have a certain level of availability. And I kind of like, you know, when it, when it was my turn to give my sort of, you know, like what I thought, I was like, hey, listen, you know, I've had a number of people um, come through my team. And the reason it didn't work out is that like they just needed and wanted and they had every right to uh, like different work hours and boundaries around work than I could like than I could work with. Um, I just had to get really real about like how I work and who I am. And I'm not someone who has all my shit done like three months in advance. I am not that. I literally never have been. Like I never have been. I've always been the person who wrote my paper the night before at two o'clock in the morning. Um, I've always been the person who was doing things. It's not that I do them last minute um, on purpose or because, you know, but it's just just how I operate. I'm always doing a lot of stuff and I always just get stuff done as it needs to get done. And it's something that if I was going to tell you, like, what would be something that I would like to change about myself and my business? It's that. It's that I'd like to get to a point where I do have more stuff like done in advance um, and we're getting there, but it doesn't mean that I'm there. And therefore, whoever my assistant is and whoever works on my team, it, it just doesn't work when there's someone that wants things two weeks in advance and doesn't work on, you know, Mondays, Fridays, Saturdays, or Sundays, and, you know, only works till 4 p.m. And like, not, it's just not going to work for me. So I could have either, and I was sharing this with her, I'm going to tell you what I did. I, you know, I could have operated from a place of I'm an asshole uh, because I want someone who's willing to work nights and weekends. And therefore, I'm like some horrible monster who doesn't want people to have work-life balance. And, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, I could operate from that place and therefore not like think that I could have what I want. Or I could have just done what I did, which was get really clear on my wish list for like who I wanted to work with and what they and how they work and what they did. Cause that was another thing in the past. I had all these different people because I thought I couldn't have 
like one person do certain things. And that was really what I needed and desired. And guess what? I have it. I have it. And, and, and I have my perfect husband. So there are ways that we get to have what we want and, and, and that we really can have what we want. And so in this mastermind, I was sharing that rather than like being scared or whatever the emotion was of just fully fucking like saying like who the person is that she wants or the people, the kind of person she wants to be this like, basically she was saying it would be like a third, right? It's like her and her husband and they were looking for this like third, you know, upper level person for their company. And rather than like, rather than being afraid to say the things that were really, that she really wanted in that person, I was like, you just have to get really clear on what you do want and then trust that like someone will 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 be that person it won't be that you're forcing them won't be that you're this like horrible employer who expects people to work nine million hour days and not sleep and you're a taskmaster hard you know asshole but if it's that you need someone to have like a lot of flexibility with their availability like I do or someone that like is happy to work in the evening right because in the middle of the day they work, they got their kids around or like, there's all kinds of scenarios where there's this perfect person that like wants to work in the way that works best for you. You can't be afraid because you're going to look bad or because, you know, of what other people will think. This is what, what I contributed in the mastermind. So, so these are the kind of things that I'm talking about where like we, we're going through our lives and our businesses and we're so concerned with first of all, knowing what we don't want and then also being afraid to say what we do want that like, what it, what happens? Well, we're just at a fucking standstill. What is that, you know, like saying what you don't want and not saying what you want or being afraid to say what you want, where does that leave you? <laughs> it, it leaves you nowhere, right? It leaves you in like limbo land. So why do we do this? All right, so first of all, um, Instead of why do we do it? I'm going to say, let's start with like, what's the bad thing about constantly talking about what you don't like? Looking around and, you know, and some of it is like judgment is like when we're judgy too, you know, it's kind of like instead of like judging and seeing how you don't like the way other people do stuff or you don't want to do it, just fucking do things the way you want to do it, right? Like, vote. So you see people doing things in a way that you don't like or you don't want. So guess what? So just do it the way you think right? Do it the way you want. Do it, do it the way you think is better. Know what that is, right? When you're looking at someone else and you're, and you're like, "Eh, look at them and how they're doing. And I don't like that. And I don't like cold messaging and DMs. Then, okay, then what do you want to do? Right? So when we are focusing so much on what we're not and what we don't want and what we don't like, here's the bad shit that happens. Number one, we actually are feeding the negativity, right? We're literally like reinforcing negative emotion by like, by focusing on it. So we're just like, we're, we're, we're putting it into our energy bodies by, by reiterating the negative shit. Even if we're doing it about something else and saying, I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. What we're actually doing is, is where, is that we're, we're, we're feeding that emotion, we're feeding, we're paying attention 
to the thing. And therefore we're like, in a way we're like bringing that, that emotion to the forefront over and over and over again. Another thing, and this is according to the law of attraction, right? Is that we actually might inadvertently attract the thing that we're saying that we don't want. Because again, the universe, right? is here is picking up on this energy and we're focused on verbalizing what we don't want. And we may be actually sending to the universe, the, the universe is hearing the keywords, right? Remember like in your website, there are keywords, right? And the universe is like picking up on the keywords and, and they're, and it's drawing attention, right? It's drawing the universe's attention to the shit that you don't want. So you might actually then end up attracting it. You're saying you don't want it, but by repeating it over and over, there might be like a little glitch. It's not even a glitch. It's what's going to happen. You're going to attract it. Okay. Now, another thing is that when you're focusing on what you don't want, you're wasting your perspective. It's almost like, it's almost like you're, you're narrowing things by going, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. And, and if you can imagine like walls, like coming in from side to side, coming down from the top and like compressing you and making your view narrower and narrower because you're focusing on this neg on the stuff you don't want instead of being like expanded and open to your potential and to like other opportunities, right? It's almost like you're um, you're, you're creating, there's a word in Sanskrit, it's called samskara and it means like groove or pattern. So you're reinforcing like a negative samskara and you're deepening it. And, and it's almost like the needle of your album is going to keep slipping into that groove and it's going to make it harder and harder for the needle to like stay out of the groove. If any of you don't know what an LP is or an album, I'm really sorry if I just made a reference that dates me back to listening to albums in my bedroom. Um, what's another thing when we're constantly talking about what we don't want? Well, we kind of create like a negative aura around ourselves. Like people pick up on it the way now the, the, the woman that was like afraid to like talk about like what kind of team member she wants, you know, I'm not saying she was creating a negative thing, but, but the, but my one friend who, you know, is very focused on like, on, it's almost like having to constantly point out like what she's not, it, it almost starts to come off as like so much insecurity, right. That it just feels like negative, like to the people around you. And so what, you know, what can happen is it can sort of, it can actually, it can actually push away what you want or make people like less likely to like want to move toward you, which you don't want. Like if you think about in your business, if you're constantly like talking about how you don't like this and you don't want to do it that way and you don't want your business like this and you don't want to make, this is another thing. How when people, oh, oh, I know what I was going to say earlier. I was having all these conversations with people that are coming into stepping into the Passionate and Prosperous Academy right now. We're enrolling. I mean, I'm always enrolling, just so you know. So if you're listening and you want to be in the Passionate and Prosperous Academy and you want me and the team to help you accelerate your business, to take yourself to the next level, to get super clear on your offers, right? Like, this is literally what the academy is about. It's like, it's like I help you create 
offers that you fucking love, meaning like you want nothing more than to have someone pay you. This is like what I want for you is that you love what we create for you in terms of like how you tell people what you do and what's available, but you love it so much that like that it that it pains you not to be able to tell someone and offer it to them and 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 get them to pay you to work with you, right? Like that you're just jonesing for it. Um and then that you can attract the right clients for that. So and then and I mean offers of all levels, like one-on-one, group, you know, all the things you want to put out into the world. Um, so if you want your offers to attract people and you want to like have a business because you love all your offers and your courses and everything, then then um, come join the Academy. That was a little unexpected commercial for the Academy. But anyway, I've been there have been some new people enrolling because I've had all these events in the last few weeks. So I have all these new people enrolling. And so I'm having a lot of conversations. And this is one of the reasons why the episode came up is I find it fascinating that people want to tell me how much money they don't want to make. People are so concerned with telling me they're not looking for like a multiple six-figure business. You know, they're very concerned with telling me they don't want like to be me, which I'm like, great. Like, I don't want you to be me either. <laughs> I mean, being me is fantastic for me. Doesn't mean it's going to be fantastic for you. I would never want you to like try to be me, right? Um, you should be you. And so if you don't want to have a multiple six-figure or seven-figure business or make a podcast and do live events and put out tons of content and work the way I do, great. I don't want you to if you don't want to. Like, what? you don't need to, Right. But you can't just say what you don't want. You can't just say, I don't need to make six figures. You have to say what you want to make, though. Because, again, if you're just telling the universe what you don't want, guess what you're not going to do? Make any money. I'd rather that you say, I want to make $5. Then I don't want to make six figures or I don't want a six-figure business because I don't want to have to do all the things. I don't want to work that hard. Great. Let's just shift and tell me, what do you want? Do you want to make 20 bucks? Excellent. Let's work on that. You want to make a hundred? Oh my God. Incredible. How do you want to make it? What can we sell? Right? Like that's where I'm coming from. You want to make $50,000? Beautiful. Let's start reverse engineering that and figure out where it's coming from. This is literally what we do. We focus on like, what do you want? And then we reverse engineer, we break it down and we figure out how to get it. But if we're not declaring something, we've got nothing to work on. We got we got nothing. And the universe has nothing too. The universe just knows you don't want a six-figure business. And so the universe can be like, okay, no business for you. Right? Okay. So another thing, and this is what I'm about, this is what I was just saying. Another thing that happens when we focus on what we don't want is we actually hinder our growth. Right? Like, like, saying what we don't like and what we don't want and what we're not is a is a is limiting it's it's squashy it's small right it's like basically saying i i'm not that i don't want to be that like it just imagine like the physicality of it right Reverse it. And so when you're doing that, when you're like shrinking and getting like super, you know, closed in and small and focusing on like the negative and what you don't want, like, is anything increasing? No. Besides the negativity. Are you growing? 
Are you expanding? Are you calling in abundance? How could you be abundant if all you're focused on is like what you don't want? Right? So like there's no abundance. So you hinder your abundance. You hinder your, 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 your expansion. So, so those are all the like the, the, the pitfalls, right? Of, of getting stuck in the what you're not and what you don't want and what you don't like. And when you're looking around and you're seeing other people doing things in a way that you don't like or they're doing it to you, like pitching you and DMing you and cold messaging and all that, like, okay, great. You're allowed to not like it, but then you've got to immediately be able to just like, it's like, it's kind of like a letting go, right? And in my Evolve system, E-V-O-L-V-E, right? My Evolve coaching system, my signature transformational coaching system, the L stands for let go. And so this is a version of letting go. It's like, it's like identify what you don't like and then let go so that you can then start figuring out the next thing, right? Okay. So why do we do this? Because you're not the only one. I'm not the only one. Like I'm talking very, you know, passionately because the show is called Passionate and Prosperous. But I'm not talking passionately because I'm I'm not scolding you and saying like that. Ah, why do you do this? You do it because you're a human being. If you do it, if you don't do it at all, I always say this. I'm like, if I'm ever like doing an episode and being like, this is how human brains work. And you're like, mine doesn't. Please reach out to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like let me know. Um, but you're human and this is why your brain is doing it. Okay, so why do our brains do this? Or why do we do this? So let's talk about it. We've actually had a whole other episode on like fear. You know, we had a whole episode on fear, um, on the different hidden sneaky fears. And some of these, some of these are in play here, like the fear of failure. So if I don't declare what I do want, if I just keep talking about what I don't want and just putting out into the universe what I don't want, right, then I don't have to worry about not getting what I want or failing at it. If I'm out there telling everybody what I want and I'm exposing myself and then people are going to be like, why didn't you get that? I thought you wanted this. I thought you wanted money. I thought you wanted success. I thought you wanted a business. I thought you wanted clients. I thought you wanted a partner. I thought you wanted a, you know, whatever, right? I thought you wanted a house. I thought you wanted a vacation, like, right? And then like, um, and then you don't get it, like, right? You're like, there's a tremendous amount of fear of like, of, of failing. There's a tremendous amount, so much fear of failing that it would actually cause us to not try to be successful. The fear of failing in many cases outweighs even trying to be successful. It's like, shut it all down, Right? What's another reason why we don't say what we want? Big one, big, big, big one in our community, imposter syndrome, right? This is where we doubt ourselves so much that we like, we doubt ourselves to the point where like we have this like, this, we believe we're a fraud and then we're also worried that other people will think we're a fraud. So imposter syndrome is so interesting because like you don't even have to think you're a fraud you might think you're like legit and awesome, but you're afraid other people will think you're a fraud. And then there's the other level, which is like thinking you're a fraud. Just not feeling like you have the right to sort of like say what you do or say who you are or even declare that you're good at it or that you're qualified, right? In the academy, we have these agreements 
So when you join the academy, you 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 get um, all these awesome um, orientation things. And one is like a contract that you sign with yourself. And the other is like your agreements, the academy agreements. And one of them is you are pre-qualified by the universe. And why is that one of the academy agreements? Because everyone that comes to the academy, everyone that uh, that is attracted to working with me is in some way like me in that like where the creatives, the artists, the people who maybe I don't even have a college degree. I don't have a college degree. I have other certifications. I'm a highly certified coach. I have multiple coach certifications. I have the highest level of yoga cert teaching certifications. I'm like, I'm like officially allowed to train other people and say that they're, you know, I can like, I can like dub you on your head with my magic wand and be like, and you are a certified yoga teacher. Um, but I, I didn't finish school. I didn't finish college because I was working in a Broadway show, man. So, you know, I didn't finish NYU. Um, so, like, I actually have very good self-confidence. And sometimes I am afraid in in circles that I'm in where everybody else, like other business coaches, for example, that specialize in the same things as me, like offers and marketing and strategy. And they're like, I was a marketing executive for 15 years before I just decided to be an entrepreneur, you know? I work for all these big companies and ad agencies and whatever. And I'll uh, sometimes be like, uh-oh, who am I? Who am I to say that I can help you with those things? I didn't do the, all of that. I was an actress and then I had a yoga studio, you know, and I can fall into that. So there's all different levels of imposter syndrome. Um, but that's a reason why we're, we can focus. We don't focus on what we want. We also can have fear of success. The same way we have fear of failure is we can have fear of success, right? So it's sort of like if I say what I want, what if I get it? You know, when you're little, like what was the, what's the saying? Um, be careful what you wish for, right? You'd be like, you'd want something, and then like maybe your parent or your grandparent would be like, be careful what you wish for. So that be careful what you wish for threat <laughs> can, can play into your adult life too, right? So be careful what you wish for can really keep you from wishing for it because someone warned you. And then once you're warned when you're like little, that can become a really big limiting belief. There's also perfectionism, right? There's kind of like this, like, there's this, there's this uh, sort of um, feeling that, you know, you, you, what you want doesn't exist. What, you know what I mean? Like what you want doesn't exist. There's like a limiting belief. So why want it? Why want it? It doesn't exist. It's not possible. Right. And then, you know, a really big one is like lack of clarity. And I think like a lot of people don't want to do the, or it's not, they don't want to, no one taught them that like, in order to get really clear on what you want, you have to like, you have to do some stuff for it. You know, you have to like, you have to work on that. It's not always, we're not all always walking around with like clear vision. All this shit in life can make it hard to get clear on the vision. And so we're not all always walking around being like I'm clear on exactly what I want, right? Sometimes having the experience of what you don't want, and this is why we get better and better as we age, right? Because as you live your life and go through your life, you have more and more and more opportunities to know what you don't want. 
But that should help you figure out what you do want. Even if it's like a fucking process of elimination, right? You got to start figuring out like what it is that you do want. It's like, I'm going to go through everything that I don't want. And what am I going to be left with? What I want. So even if that's the way that you want to do it, right? So so what do we do about this? This is like my mission, right? I'm here to like be like, what do we want to do about it? So here's what I do. I'm going to like tell you what I do about it. Here's some of the things that I do, all right? So number one, one, one of the, the, the major things that I do is I, is I do the wish list. I actually do in my notebook, I don't call it a journal. I have like my notebooks. I have like business notebooks. They're like life business notebooks because I write everything, I write all my thoughts down in there, right? And I really work on getting really clear on what I want by writing out the list of everything. And I have to be like, I literally have to be like, don't hold back. Don't hold back. The minute a thought comes in, goes, oh, don't write that. You can't have that, right? The minute that comes in, I'm like, write it down. Because it's going to happen as you're making the list. You're like, I want someone who's available nights and weekends. I want someone. When I was um, when I was calling in my husband from the universe, I was like, I want someone who is going to ask me on the next date, like while we're on the date. I don't like or understand this fucking bullshit of going on a date, having a great time, saying bye, and then being left in this like fucking weird thing where you're like, do they want to go out with me again? Are they going to call? When are they going to call? When are they going to text? Who should call who? Should I call? Oh my God. I was like, that is fucking ridiculous. And I was like on my list, it was like, I don't fucking want that. I want someone who's willing to be like, when can I see you again? Check. Got it. Right. But if you, if I went by my experiences, like if I went by the experience that I was having with all of the people that I was dating, I wouldn't have believed that that happens because it had never happened to me until my husband. Right. So when we're making the list, the wish list, right, the dream list, we've got to watch that that thing that comes up in our head, which is like, oh, you can't have that because just because we've never had it before, right? If you've never had it before, your brain is like, you can't have that. All right. So like, you got to like notice that and be like, fuck it. I'm still writing it down. Right. So what do you want? This is what's important to me. This is what I want in a partner. This is what I want in a team member. This is what I want. You know, this is what I want my clients. This is what I want in my clients. And I don't mean your fucking avatar, like my clients or midlife women who want this and that. I'm not talking about that. I'm literally talking about like, I want clients who show up. I want clients who take action. I want clients who are willing to like put in the work. I want clients who um, take responsibility for themselves. I want clients who, you know, like, right? Like that's a wish list, guys. Cause like every I want clients who like who who never miss. I mean, I'm in Facebook groups where people are like posting, like, what do you how you know they're they're asking how to punish people. What do you do when a client doesn't show? Do you like, you know, penalize them and do they lose the session or do you give them one chance? You know, how do you deal with this? And I'm like, I literally don't even deal with those things. 
I, it doesn't happen to me, you know? And so I'm like, maybe it's because like when you're really clear on like what's important to you about the clients that you work with, like you put, fucking put it on a wish list, man. Who do you want to work with? And if, and if, and if someone ever comes through for me, like recently I had a, I really had like a heart to heart with someone who wants to work with me. And it was really hard to get with her for like our discovery calls and like for our follow-ups. And it was like, you know, like everything, all the energy coming at me from her direction was like, like really hard to commit, really hard to pin down, really hard to like schedule with. And when we finally like spoke for the third or fourth time, I said, I have to be really honest with you. Our interactions leading up to now do not make me feel great about how I will need you to show up as a client, which is scheduling weeks and weeks in advance and holding to that time. And nothing about our interaction so far leads me to believe that you're going to be able to do that. And I was really honest. You know, so like, that's what I mean. Like, like I'm not going to walk around going, you know what I don't like is clients that like are not, you know, don't show up and clients that I don't, the, I don't waste my time on that. I'm like, this is what I want. This is like, this is who I work with. And it's the same for like, this is who my partner is. This is who my team is. This is like who I work with. And then it's the same for who I invest with. I just got a message from someone today who I did that mastermind with who invited me to join another mastermind with her in 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 um in in the new year in in Puerto Rico and she reached out and she left me this boxer and she basically told me like like how great it was meeting me and what she loved about like me and like what she saw in me and like my what I do and like and my business and whatever and I was like sign me up send me the invoice because that is my that is what I want in people that I might invest with is it's on my checklist they have to get me and they have to be able to like see me the way I want to be seen because anyone that we invest with should see us in our best light in our fullest potential like if I'm going to invest with someone who's going to help me with my business I want them first and foremost to believe that I can be wildly successful and that's what I do for my clients, right? Everyone that works with me, I don't work with you for any reason other than that I believe in you and your success. That's it. I'm going to help you because I believe in you. I see that in you. And I want, I have, will only work with people like that. I'm not working with people who just want to like, take my money and put me into like a, you know, like a machine. I did that once. Bad choice. Okay. So, so that's, first of all, the wish list, the dream list, the clarity. Okay. Number two, you, then you have to visualize, right? When you make this list and then you have to start looking at the list all the time, you have to remind yourself of it. You have to wake up, read the list and then start visualizing, having it like picture it. What will it look like? What does it sound like? What does it feel like? You know, like, what is it when you have that? Like how awesome is that going to be when you have what you want, when you have exactly this, the business you want, when you're creating clients exactly the way you want to, right? I don't want to do DM and this and be salesy. Great. What is it going to feel like when you're creating clients the way you want? Like if you're me, like I'm like, I want to create clients because I want to give people an experience and then I want them to go, oh my God, that experience was so good. How can I work with you? 
right? And so I'm like, I focus on that. When I'm putting on my events and my trainings and whatever, I wake up every day and I visualize those things going well. I don't, I mean, I do visualize like creating clients, I guess, but I actually visualize the the way the clients are going to come to me more than I visualize like, you know, getting the money in the bank. Like when people on um, social media, there's like a lot of business coaches, right? And like when they're like, when they're talking about like the, you know, the, the cha-ching, the cha-ching, money, money, cha-ching, cha-ching. Look, I want money. It's money is important. Money is really important, okay? But when I visualize client creation, I actually don't visualize the money. I visualize like things going so well that people want to work with me, <laughs> right? And, and so that's what happens. So, um, so visualizing, okay? Okay, then what? Affirming. So that's when you actually start saying what you want. That's when you start like actually speaking that you already have it. I'm so lucky. I have the perfect team. I work with the people that I'm meant to work with. I am so lucky and grateful. I have a perfect partner who, you know, matches me in every way. And these, you know, I have someone who, I, I, I have the person who, you know, who asks me on the date, you know, like really getting clear, affirming it. I deserve this. I am worthy of it. I am worthy of having all of my desires. I'm worthy of having everything that I can imagine. I am worthy. I am qualified, right? I am magnetic and attract clients with ease. So I'm not going to sit there and go, I don't want to be salesy. I don't send DMs. I don't do this. No, instead I'm going to go, I create experiences that bring people into my world. I attract clients to me with my value, right? Or whatever it is that's going to be the most affirming for you, but you've got to affirm what it is, what you want. So when we start to craft this language, right? We get to start speaking to the universe and others even. When you start saying those things, even to just your immediate family and friends and the people around you, what happens is like, there's, there's like, um, what is the, uh, my, the Mary Oliver poem, uh, the journey. I didn't know I was going to bring it up, so I don't have it in front of me, but it's like, but it's like, um, in it, she says, um, there's something about like, um, and then, um, the beings will come running. Um, ah, fuck. I'm not going to try to look it up while I'm talking to you. Cause then I'm going to like ruin the episode, but it's like, it's like, it's like, the idea is that like when you finally step in to like who you're meant to be, like like the, the other beings will come running to support that. So when you start declaring what you want and what you and what you are and what you and, and how you want it and all of that, guess what's going to happen? The universe and everyone around you is going to is actually going to match that. It's They're going to like rise to that for you. The more you keep saying what you don't want, and I don't want money, I don't want a six-figure business, I don't want to do that, I don't want to operate that way, I don't want a business that's hard, I don't want a million clients, I don't want, you know, I don't want this, I don't want that. You're you're going to get it, but you're just going to get nothing, right? And so it's this shift into like, what do I want? 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 And then the not being afraid to want. 
And not only because you may not get it, but also there one of the other things I didn't even bring up before is like the fear of like people of seeming greedy or the fear of like seeming like you want too much. Like maybe other people are going to judge you and be like, well, God, who are you to like want that, that exact thing? Who are you to think that you're going to find someone to work in your business that's like does it exactly the way you want it? Well, guess what? You What do you want to say to that? Who are Who am I? Yeah. I mean, I'm Stacey fucking Brass Russell. <laughs> that's who I am, right? So like whenever you think about like other people being like, who are you to think you can have exactly what you want? You have to answer that. Who do you think you are? You're fucking you. That's why you get to have what you want. That's why you get to have what you want. There's no other, you don't need any other reason, justification. Um, you don't need any, you don't need to earn anything. You just fucking get to be you. And then, you know, the other, the last thing that I, that I, that I wrote down to tell you about how to get what you want is instead of looking around and seeing all the people that are doing it not the way you want, look for evidence of the people who have what you want and are doing it the way you want it and focus on them. And that's what I meant by like getting in the room with people, right? So like get in the room with people, find people who have what you want or doing it the way you like so that you can like be supported by that. And also so that you can train your brain that there's evidence that it's possible, right? Because a lot of times when we are afraid to say what we want, it's because we've never had it before. And so our brain is going, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know how to get that. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what, I don't know what to do. I don't know. That's what your brain is doing. It's not, an, it's not trying to be an asshole, but like it's, Maybe sometimes it's just the vulnerable brain that's like, I genuinely don't know how to get that, how to do it the way you want. And so one of the things that we sometimes have to do is like look for the evidence and find the people who can help us so that we can like be more in that possibility and be like, well, they can do it or so-and-so knows how to do it. They can help me. They can affirm that I can do it this way. So like the, for as long as you're just dead set on like on how it can't be, right? You're wasting time. And maybe one of the things that you need is to like have the people around you that will help pull you up from that and start showing you like what you do want or what you do like or help you, help you to clarify it, help you to figure it out. And one of the ways that they can do that is by helping you to believe it's possible, right? Okay. That's it. That's all that I came to talk about. So um, what's your big takeaway? I would love to hear from you. Oh, I did mention that I want to have an episode where either like I can use your voice, like asking me questions or like we you you send them to me and I can like do an episode where I'm like, and, you know, um, uh, Michael be like ask this you know so um no one's no I don't think that episode came out yet where I really talked about that as of the day I'm making this so who knows by the time this episode comes out maybe I'll have gotten some of that response from you I think I'm I'm a little I think that episode where I really talk about that didn't come out yet but anyway I'm just going to reiterate I love hearing from you um, I love, I'd love for you to, to ask me to make an episode on something, um, take me up on it, 
go to my website, www.stacybrassrussell.com. There are free resources there. Um, there's like how to create your magnetic offer, how to find your authentic voice. Um, there's a money mindset shifting one. Um, there's there's so many great things that you could download for free to help you. Um, and then final reminder, if you're still listening, uh, I mean, if you're listening on July 5th or, or soon after, you can join us for From Free to Fee. All of this is on my website. All right. So go there and definitely get on my email list. Okay, so www.stacybrassrussell.com. Go there, email, resources, stuff, so that we can, like, I'd love to connect with you outside of you just listening to me one way is kind of what I'm saying. So I'm sort of saying, like, you know, let's be friends. Okay, sending you all the love, and I will be in your headphones next week. Bye. so much for listening to Passionate and Prosperous with me, Stacey Brass Russell. If you like what you're listening to, please make sure you're following or subscribing. And if you're on Apple, that's the little plus sign on the top right so that you get notified when new episodes drop every Wednesday. As always, I'm sending you love and high vibes. And remember, life is hard and there's always something you can do about it.